Truth Time Radio. Trey? Yeah. Been searching through your videos again. Thank you again for making those, I, your audios. and um, Those have always been a huge help for me. I, My husband's cousin came and talked with us a couple weekends ago, and I got to, well, he kind of tried to gang up on me because he's, you know, Perry keeps, he kind of puts me in a position sometimes. I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. He's like, he wanted to talk to his cousin and say, oh, you've got to come talk to Robin. She really, she really knows some stuff. And I'm like, please, please don't do that. Because then that, you know, I don't want to be put in a position to where somebody thinks, oh, you know, you really, because I don't, I'm still learning. I'm learning, learning, learning. But I, you know, I guess I would explain myself as, you know, knowing the basics of right division. I, I don't want him to build me up. And then somebody come in here and try to bombard me with something. So, that's what he did. He's like, I want to bring my, my mentor, my, the man that, you know, he just thinks is so wise. So he brought somebody who had gone to school um, in Indiana at a Catholic school. And I'm like, you're going to be bringing somebody in here with this Catholic background. I know what's going to happen. This guy's going to try to bombard me with all of this Roman Catholicism stuff. So Anyway, they came over, and they were here for five hours. I felt like it went really well. I think he came in here, and he was going to try to stop me with all this stuff. And thank God I had, you know, studied what I had and listened to your videos and over and over again because I, you know, you know, I had verses on my mind because I do have good memory skills to remember what's where and, you know. But anyway, the big topic that floored me that I didn't see coming, and I don't know why I didn't see this coming, was he was set on the Trinity. You know, he doesn't believe in the triune Godhead. He believes that Jesus was born of God, born from God. Like, you know, he had to create him, or he had to have been born of him because he's begotten of God. So... He was going on and on, showing me some verses how, well, you know, see, this is doesn't mean that there's, you know, God is in three parts. So I didn't know if you had made anything that I just have not seen yet that covered that, someone who, you know, takes that stand, because I wanted to share something good with him. Do you have your, your, your Bible handy? I can in one Okay, yes. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, uh, let's see. I'm trying to recall. Still working on that coffee, that morning coffee. Right. Uh, <laughs> check out 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Okay. Read 13.13. Read 13. We'll try that. 2 Corinthians 13.13 13 and see what you, you come up with there. So 2 Corinthians 13.13. 13. Well, that says, all the saints salute you. Okay, read the next verse. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Okay, there you go. There's three right there, all being identified in one verse. Wow. That's that's one excellent proof of the Trinity. There's all three in one single verse penned by our Apostle Paul. Yeah, you know what? We didn't even... Nobody even brought that one up. That's excellent. 
Awesome. I knew you'd have something. <laughs> and uh, look over in Romans chapter 15. No problem. No hurry. Okay, Romans 15. Yeah, look at verse 30, Robin. Romans 15, verse 30. Okay. Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. One, two, three. All three in one verse. Yes. The Spirit. Jesus Christ and God. Perfect. That's great. Perfect. And again, this is kind of more from, uh, I wasn't prepared for that. I wanted to, you know, see these verses just so I, help me learn and help me grow some more. I realized that, you know, convincing someone of something isn't going to happen because later as the conversation went on, like, I tried to get some information from James and his mentor (laughs) before they arrived so I could kind of know what I was going to be, you know, hearing or dealing with. And he didn't want to give me anything um, over the computer or in my messages or anything. So I was like, well, when he got here, I understood why. Because he had some, you know, information on what we believe. So he did a little study on us. But I didn't wasn't able to do it on him because yeah. he didn't give me anything. So we right. got here. <laughs> he started. I think he thought I was, you know, your typical Christian who was big on Christmas and all that. So he started off with, you know, Tower of Babel and and how Christmas and and I'm like I'm on board with all that. I understand that you're not, you know, saying anything I I disagree with him. As Paul told him over there, you're adding nothing to me. Yes. So, I don't know. And then he got on the Trinity, and I'm like, well, we're just going to have to move on from that. Because I showed him the verses that I had. Um, I actually called a friend who was a little bit more knowledgeable in that area and put him on speakerphone, and he showed him all the verses he had, but he didn't bring up the Second Corinthians 13. 13, that's great. Um, well, you know, it's like you said You said something about not trying to convince him. And you're right, because it's like you've heard me say on the program, you know, anything I can talk you into, someone else can just as easily come along and and talk you out of. So they have to be convinced by God through his word. God intervenes today through his word. But if you don't know the word, then there's no intervention. Right. Um, It's funny. I laughed when you said that a moment ago, because I so many times quote or say the thing, the little things that you say on your audios and it's funny I catch myself doing it but I've listened to them so many times some of the things you say are just so clever like when you are explaining something and so when I'm talking to somebody I'll, they roll off my tongue and I'm just smiling because I know where they're coming from <laughs> maybe nobody else does but I'm like thank you Trey that was perfect <laughs> so yeah I really enjoyed listening to those because they're just so clear and they're so perfect and thank you again for you know adding new ones because as you already know so many people listen to them they're so very helpful so and let me give you another one here too uh uh, while we've got the bible open uh yeah genesis 1 26 genesis 1 26 okay right okay and which which verse 
Uh, chapter 1, verse 26 in Genesis. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, that's one that many look over. But let's mm-hmm. let's re- let's review. Let us. God said, mm-hmm. "Let us." So there's more than one. There's more than one in this yes. equation. Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Right. So this is God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same thing as if you okay. look, Robin, in um, chapter eleven, there in Genesis. Go to chapter 11 and read verse 7. Okay. Okay. Go to, let us go down and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. There you go. So again, let us go down. Clearly, there's clearly more than one unless God's delusional and likes to talk to himself. Right. Okay, you made an audio, um, it's, it's an older one, it's, n- it's not a new one. It's one I'm searching for because I wanted to share it with um, Terry's mom. Okay. Um, it, it was talking about Sabbath, and you were talking about uh, the things that, you know, if people did, those who think they're, you know, keeping the Sabbath, but um, in the video, in the audio, you talk about, you know, well, if you leave your yard or if you light a if you spark a spark or yes. turn a light on or like, do you know what I'm I don't know the title. I'd have to go back and look, uh, but I, I, I do know exactly what you're talking about. And, okay. uh, I think that actually came from a, a listener or several listeners who they were getting together with a, for Bible study. And, mm-hmm. um, they had several seventh day Adventists that were coming to their study and these people who were hosting the event were listening to Truth Time and trying to grow. And here comes the Seventh Day Adventist in. I think okay. that's that's the program you're talking about. They had sent me yeah. a bunch of a bunch of things, and so I was responding to that. I don't know the title, but what I will do, I will send you a link to that very program. Thank you so much. I've been looking and listening, and I'm like, oh, that's not it. That's not it. But you know, that rings a bell. So, um. Terry's mother, for many years, went to a Nazarene church, and Terry, growing up, went to a Nazarene church, and, you know, I know we're supposed to kind of, you know, seek a partner that's like-minded, but when I met Terry, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't write me to buy, he, he had no clue what that was, and mm-hmm. you know how it is, when you learn this, or at least for me, I felt like, you know, you share it with everybody, and once people hear that truth, they're going to... They're going to just grab onto it. Well, they don't do that, and I and I learned that the hard way, and it cost me some relationships with some friends. And but you know that's okay. I, my heart was in a good place. I was trying to show them something, and maybe later down the road they'll be ready to hear that. But anyway, but with Terry, when I met him, from his you know bringing up and what he had learned, he thought you could lose your salvation. Well, <clears throat> that man now. He sees it. He is so thankful. 
he's like, I can't believe how how this all makes sense now. And the things that didn't add up before, they now add up. And he has that peace of mind knowing that he is not going to lose his salvation because he really thought, you know, and it made him feel not good enough. He never felt worthy of things because, you know, how can you live up to that? How can you maintain that? How can you keep that? That's so right. it's, if nothing else, you know, he, he's now sharing it with people and, Amazing. It's just a great feeling. That yeah. is incredible. That's awesome. What a yes. what a testimony. And that's great. I have dealt with uh, those from the Church of the Nazarene uh, many times over the years, and you're mm-hmm. so right. It's a it's not salvation. It's probation. But they're yes. not alone. You know, it's it's it, this is most denominations. So, mm-hmm. it's always yeah. trying to meet trying to live up to a certain standard. And you know, the question when they say you you, you need to be good, how good? What what right. what's the principal measuring stick there? How can I know what that? And you know what? You can't. You never know. You never know. Am I good enough yet? It's always dangling the carrot, dangling the carrot out there. And you keep striving. You keep reaching, but you just mm-hmm. can't get hold of it. How can you go and share a salvation right. plan with somebody when you're not certain if you're saved or not? Right. It's so satanic. I mean, how can you, how can you even know? And, oh, am I saved now? Am I, am I lost? Am I saved? Am I, uh, that's just awful. A horrible life. Well, my thing was, I just thought, I'm a good person. I'm nice. You know, I do things for people. I've never murdered anybody. So growing up, I just thought, sure, I'll go to heaven. I'll make it because I'm good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not the case. <laughs> and thank God I know that now, so... Aren't you yeah. so thankful that 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 you came into the knowledge of the truth and yes. under, understood that uh, the gospel of your salvation is not in denominational teaching and it's not in the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? Amen to that. You know, just no joy at all. They just religion sucks the joy out of everything. It really does. It really does. There's so much freedom and learning how to rightly divide and you can relax and you can breathe and you just see things differently, completely differently. Things happen. You know why those things are happening. And That's right. You see all these people panicking, you know, for, yeah. for no reason because it doesn't do any good to panic. Just turn that into focus your energy on something else. Study and learn and be educated on it and then you can just chill. <laughs> relax. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, thank you for calling, Robin, and great to hear from you. Call me anytime. Tell your husband uh, that I said hello. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, and I appreciate your help, and keep making those videos. Okay, great. That's a call there from Robin uh, up around the Chicago area. Her call concerning the Trinity. And, uh, oh, yeah, what a blessing to hear the good news concerning her husband, Terry, a former unsaved member of the Nazarene Church. Well, while the word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Bible, the theology to support it runs throughout Scripture. Neither God the Father, God the Son, or God the Spirit was created. They, they just were. God is not constrained by time. He's eternal. Eternal goes both ways, backward and forward. God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, they're distinct. And these distinctions are eternal. It's always been that way. At no time did God look around and, and become lonely and decide to create a son or a spirit. No, the triune God has always been. 
with no respect to time. Father, Son, Spirit. One's not God, all are God. That's who God is, Father, Son, and Spirit. These three make up the eternal Godhead. Romans 1.20 Here we check in with our Apostle, the Apostle Paul, on this subject. He writes, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Godhead, folks. Plain and simple, anyone denying this, and and they're out there, they're droves of people who deny the Trinity, well, they're anti-truth, anti-God's Word. In their rebellion, they failed to adhere to the authority of God's Word. Look at Colossians Colossians chapter 2. Look with me real quick here. Watch this. Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There's fullness in the Godhead, and without the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, that Godhead would be missing something. See that? Next verse. And ye are complete in him. This is Paul speaking of saved people, those who have completely put their trust in Christ for salvation. Ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. What do we learn from this? Well, unless there is a Godhead, if not for the Godhead, we could not be complete. Here's another one. Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, verse 29. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead is likened to gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device. Verse 30. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. You're hearing this today and and you don't believe in the triune God? You'd do well to repent, to change your mind. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. They are different in terms of what role they fill, but not different in, in that they all three are God. The Father is no more God than Jesus is. Jesus is no more God than the Spirit is. All three make up the one true and living God. God is one in being and three in person. A being makes you what you are. A person makes you who you are. There's only one living God. The Godhead is three persons in one. If you were looking at Jesus, you'd be looking at God. If you were looking at the Spirit, you'd be looking at God. Colossians 1.15, In speaking of Jesus, our apostle here writes, Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. The image of the invisible God. Don't miss it. Look at John 14. Over here in John chapter 14, verse 7, we'll start there. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Ah. Philip saying unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Verse 9, Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how saith thou then, Show us the Father? Verse 10, Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. 
The three are distinct, yet they are one. All three are God. Galatians 3.20 Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Humans were made in his likeness, in his image. Body, soul, spirit. Three parts, one being. An egg. An egg is made up of the shell, the yolk, and the white. Which one is the egg? Paul wrote the uh, Philippians in chapter 2, verse 6, and he said, Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Who, being in the form of God. Jesus is a form of God. Not a form of God's. No, one God. The Trinity is one God. Three forms. Triunity of three forms of God. This is what makes up the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. There are things in the Bible that we must divide, and there are things that can be left alone. This is one of those things. No need to divide Paul from John concerning the Trinity. They both say the same thing. There is truth that transcends all dispensations. This is one. While we're instructed to divide certain verses concerning what God is doing, we have no need to divide verses about who God is. He is who he is, and he's the same throughout the Bible, one God. John tells his audience, the little flock, Israel's remnant, listen to what he tells them in 1 John 5, 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, that's Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. All these three are one. Great verse, John. That's a mic drop verse right there. Has to be one of the best verses to convey the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit. And if someone wants to keep arguing with you after you show them this one, it's probably best you shake the dust from your feet and move on. Three that bear record in heaven, and these three are one. Now that's clear. Not three gods. No, these three are one. Not hard to understand, not hard at all. And in Mark twelve twenty nine, Jesus answered and said, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Paul told the Galatians in chapter 3, verse 20, God is one. And again in 1 Timothy 2, 5, there he wrote, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The Father is God. Father, Son, Spirit. Three forms, one God. The Apostle James in chapter 2, uh, let's see here, verse 19, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. One God, three forms. Very similar to how humans are made up. Three parts, spirit, soul, and body. Folks, there is one God. The Father is God. The Son is God. The Spirit is God. One is not any more God than the other. God simply expresses himself in three ways. Three parts to one being having a single divine nature. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study and rightly divide the word of truth. Makes all the difference.